In the first season of Worldwide, we explored what it was like to grow up inside the Worldwide Church of God, a doomsday apocalyptic cult that preached that a nuclear holocaust or a World War III would soon destroy the entire planet, and that only the 144,000 members of the church would be spared from the end-time plagues. And when people hear this story, the first thing that they usually ask is, oh my gosh, how did you get out of that cult? It's a fair question, but for me, it doesn't really have a simple answer. But I will say that one of the biggest factors that I can point to is that right after I graduated from the church's college, Ambassador University, I moved halfway across the world to Bangkok, Thailand. Getting some physical distance from the church and its members and trying to explain some of our beliefs to complete strangers helped me slowly begin to see how bizarre some of our beliefs were. In my interview with Snap Judgment's Glenn Washington, who we featured in episode three of season one, he explained that something very similar happened to him too. When he was a young man, he decided to move to Japan after applying to a State Department program, partly because his own certainty in the teachings of Herbert W. Armstrong were fading fast. A lot of my impetus for applying to go in the first place was, I need to really get away. And the other side of the world sounded like an awful good idea. I, I didn't speak Japanese when I first got there, and I remember being at a bar and in a, my kindergarten preschool Japanese, trying to explain my belief system and having somebody say, what? What did you say? And calling his friends over, like, you know, like, say it again. And, and have everybody laugh and laugh and laugh. And they would give me beer if I would tell them more about my thoughts on various subjects. And explaining this to a person who doesn't share the cultural background with you. Like, say what you will, but people here are going to have an understanding of what a Jesus is and, and, and what a Christmas is. We share a cultural background just being here. They don't share that background, so you have to start from ground one to explain stuff, and then things get tricky in a real big hurry. And the idea of having to say what you think in a language you don't know I think is a really, really good thing to do because I'm hearing these words coming out of my mouth and I'm laughing just as hard as they are because it doesn't make any sense to me. And you think about it in a different way. You like you realize, do I really think what I just said or am I just quoting some, some stuff back? And I was being exposed as well to a whole new belief system. I got to live in a Buddhist temple for a, a good while. And you just don't know what you're carrying around until you got that freedom to be away for a while. I had a very similar experience to Glenn. During my time in Thailand, I got the much needed distance that I needed from the Worldwide Church of God. And at the very same time I was getting that distance, I too was being exposed to a whole new cultural and religious tradition. I was meeting and working with more and more Buddhist and saw firsthand their kindness and their generosity 
And I just couldn't accept that my colleagues, that my friends, or that my students were going to burn in a lake of fire because they didn't believe that Herbert W. Armstrong was the end-time prophet. And while it might sound radical to some, I also found myself questioning whether or not I still believed that people who didn't know or accept Jesus as their personal savior would be denied eternal life if eternal life was something that could be had, especially when Jesus was barely even a thing in the region. Eventually, I would come to see the merits of multiple religious traditions and to understand that oftentimes what we believe is as much a question of geography as anything else. It is somewhat ironic, though, that my exodus from the Worldwide Church of God because of my move to Thailand was as much a product of the church itself as it was to my own wanderlust. In the 1970s, Herbert Armstrong had established Cultural Foundation, which developed what we simply referred to as projects. They were essentially mission outreaches that usually sent Ambassador University students to foreign countries to do nonprofit work. One of those projects was located in Thailand, where church members taught English at Chitlada, the school inside of the royal residence which educated the members of the Thai royal family. While I wasn't selected for the project, my best friend from Ambassador and another good friend from my local church area were. So when they contacted me a few months after graduation to say that someone at Chitlada was helping to establish a new international school that needed English teachers, I was quick to apply and hired. And Bangkok is where I first learned about the subject of this next season's podcast. It's a story that I have been obsessed with ever since I moved to Thailand. It involves a famous charismatic American, a fashion empire, the CIA, conspiracy theories, one unsolved murder, one unsolved missing persons case, Southeast Asian politics, and a slew of spiritual hucksters and psychic detectives who financially cashed in by exploiting the emotionally desperate. So while we're now going to expand what the term worldwide refers to, we hope that you'll join us for a ride down a whole new rabbit hole that still features a familiar voice or two. From 13 Media, I'm Trisha Jenkins, and we just dropped all of the episodes of Worldwide Season 2, The Disappearance of the Thai Silk King.